Hi, everybody, and welcome to Martin Bandike Undercovers for August 2019, produced in partnership with the Ann Arbor District Library. This month's interview is with David Marinus about his new book, A Good American Family, The Red Scare and My Father. In this riveting book with powerful resonance today, the award-winning author David Marinus captures the pervasive fear and paranoia that gripped America during the Red Scare of the 50s through the chilling yet ultimately affirming story of his family's ordeal from blacklisting to vindication. Elliot Marinus, David's father, a World War II veteran, was spied on by the FBI, named as a communist by an informant, called before the House Un-American Activities Committee in 1952, fired from his newspaper job and blacklisted for five years, yet he never lost faith in America and emerged on the other side with his family and optimism intact. David Marinus has been writing books for close to 25 years, and I began my interview by asking him why now was the right time to tell the story about his dad, Elliot Marinus. Well, um, you know, I started this book before uh, Donald Trump appeared on the political scene, so even though there are some ec- many echoes from the McCarthy era of the 1950s to today, that's not why I wrote the book. Um, the practical reason is I've always wanted to write this book. I didn't think I should write it while my parents were still alive. Um, I was just ready in every possible way to tell this story. You know, I had, for much of my career, done biographies of of people who, when I started the books, they were strangers to me, whether it was Barack Obama or Bill Clinton or Vince Lombardi. Um, and by the time I was done, I felt I was very familiar with them. And in this case, it would be, uh, you know, looking into my own family, which I thought I was very familiar with. And the question was whether my dad would be a stranger to me by the time I was done. Uh, that didn't happen. I, I learned a lot about myself, about my father, and about this country in writing this book. So introduce us to your dad, to, to Elliot Marinus, who, who was your father. Yep. How, how well did you know him? And did, were you old enough to know all about all this turmoil that was going on in his life? Um, my father, Elliot Marinus, um, grew up in Brooklyn, New York, um, went to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor as a young man and arrived there in 1936. Um, went on to become the editorial director of the Michigan Daily, um, was um, a leftist during that period, um, and um, later was involved in writing for a newspaper affiliated with the Communist Party in Michigan. Um, And in 1952, he was called before the House on american Activities Committee and um, fired from his job at the Detroit Times. Um, I did not, you know, I was only two years old when all this happened. I knew there had been some trauma in in that earlier part of our family's uh, life together. Um, I knew that um, he had struggled for about five years before he, he uh, recovered and had a wonderful career as a newspaper man. Um, he taught me to never follow, uh, fall for any rigid ideologies and to search for the truth wherever I could find it. So he'd clearly learned the lessons of his own experiences from that. Um, but it was, uh, you know, for your audience, it was uh, the University of Michigan was a crucible for him. It's 
that's really where he developed a lot of his politics. And and my uncle, Robert Cummins, my mother's brother, um, was also a Michigan grad and went off to fight in the Spanish Civil War. So he was also a call before the House on american Activities Committee in 1952. You must have spent, I imagine, quite a bit of time going through the Michigan Daily's archives to track down your, your father's writings. What, what, did, what were the, some of the things that uh, you discovered when you were doing your research at the Michigan Daily? You know what was wonderful about that? The, the Internet isn't great about all things, but, but uh, luckily for me, the... Uh, Bentley Historical Library and the, the the University of Michigan had just was starting to digitize the Michigan dailies when I was starting my research, and so um, the wonderful archivists at at the Bentley Library uh, actually let me get an early start on that, and so I could just punch in my father's name, and up came about two hundred or more articles and stories about him. Um, he what you see from those from his writings at the University of Michigan was. Um, that uh, he was not out to destroy America but loved this country and wanted to have more racial justice and economic equality. Um, And in the course of that, as he would later acknowledge, he was sort of stubborn in his ignorance about the the murderous uh, paranoia of the Soviet Union. Um, so you see him, you know, there's one point in the in his writings where he defends the uh, Soviet Nazi pact in 1939 before the start of World War II. Ooh. And, uh, you know, I, I read that and sort of shook my head. Um, but um, uh, so there were times when I, I found what he was writing incredibly powerful and it was, oh, it was always powerful. Sometimes it was more admirable than in a few cases where where he was rationalizing his positions in ways that he would later uh, regret. There were many, many uh, Americans, as we're discovering, um, you know, like your father, we, we would look at them as, you know, they weren't trying to destroy the, the country, but they, they were, you know, for lack of a better term, for a while at least, card-carrying communists. And that this was quite common. At, not, I don't know if common is the right word, David, but it wasn't the, uh, the, the most unheard of thing in the world. Why did a lot of, of Americans gravitate towards uh, a communism at one point? here in the U.S. Well, I think that, yeah, you know, I think that um, it was never a lot, but it was, it was, you know, either people who were communist or were um, sympathetic to socialism was quite a number. And, you know, that generation came out of the Great Depression, um, the rise of Mussolini in Italy and Hitler in Germany, um, and uh, the the uh, desire for better equality, both economically and racially, is what motivated them. Most of them were idealists who were naive in, in what what they thought the answer was. Um, yeah, in some ways, I liken it um, to the, the 1930s era to the 1960s. You know, there were there were a lot of young um, opponents of the Vietnam War who were. Uh, championing Ho Chi Minh and the communists in Vietnam or Mao Zedong. And, you know, it was it was naive, um, but it was not based on on um, any attempt to destroy America, but to make it live up to its promise. And sometimes that can lead people um, in a naive direction.
Tell us a little bit about your father's career at the Detroit Times. I'm sure there were many people who are listening who are thinking, Detroit Free Press, Detroit News? No, there was a third <laughs> there was a third newspaper in Detroit for, for decades. And it, it tell us about the Detroit Times and your father's work there. Yeah, the Detroit Times was a Hearst newspaper. Ah. Um, it was an afternoon paper. It eventually folded, I think, in nineteen sixty. He was gone by from the paper by then. Um, and he was um, a classic old-school rewrite man. He worked on the copy desk. He was an excellent writer, and he would take the copy of other reporters and turn it into English, you might say, and <laughs> write headlines. And uh, uh, that was, you know, that was his job. He was on. He was. A, he was a copy editor on the desk. Mm. After your father was fired from the Detroit Times, uh, your your family moved all over the place. In fact, there's a map in your book of all, all the places that uh, the family moved to, and you lived for a while in Ann Arbor. Is that correct? Yes, my my grandparents, um, Andrew and Grace Cummins, um, um, were were lived in Ann Arbor. My grandfather, Andrew Cummins, was an engineer. He had his own engineering company, Cummins and Barnard, which still has that name, and I think it's still out on on Wagner Road. Um, and so shortly, you know, they were, my family was bouncing around. Again, I was only three years old by then, and, and uh, have only dim memories of that period, but we moved from first from Detroit to Brooklyn, where my father's parents lived, then to Ann Arbor, where, where my mother's parents lived, and then to Cleveland briefly, um, and then back to Detroit and a couple of moves in Detroit, then to Bettendorf, Iowa, where there was a strike paper that my father worked for, and then finally, after sort of five years in the wilderness, he was hired by the Madison Capital Times, and that was really our family's salvation. And he spent the rest of his career there, rising eventually to be the editor of the paper. Mm-hmm. What is uh, What are some of the other lessons that we can learn from reading your new book, A Good American Family? Yeah, well, you see, you know, the, the, the use of, of fear as a political tactic, mm. um, the demonization of certain groups, you know, then it was uh, communists, all of whom were called subversive. Now, I want to say that, you know, there were some, um, there were some foreign agents among the, in the Communist Party, but um, by no means were they all that, and my father certainly wasn't, and all of my, I have all the FBI files and everything else on that. Um, so you have the demonization of certain groups. Um, you have questions of what it means to be an American, that the chairman of the committee who called my father un-American had, you know, had voted against every civil rights bill that ever came through Congress and had once briefly belonged to the Ku Klux Klan, and he's the one calling my father, who'd been the commander of an all-black unit in World War II, uh, un-American. Mm. Um, you see you know, similar things today with, with who's considered uh, justifiably American and who's not. Um, and you see the power of the government to disrupt and destroy lives. Thanks for listening to Martin Bandike Undercovers for August 2019. Our interview was with David Marinus about A Good American Family, The Red Scare, and My Father. This has been a presentation of the Ann Arbor District Library. Mm-hmm.